and welcome once again to another episode of Never Not Grateful, a podcast about gratitude and how it can change our lives. Thank you so much for being here. It's episode three. I'm so glad you've come back and you're ready to hear more about gratitude. So today I am so excited because it's our first interview and we're going to be talking to a friend of mine who is also a member of my gratitude group. But before we get into that, I wanted to check in with you. Have you implemented any of the ideas that we talked about in last week's episode? So last week we talked about things that you can do daily to cultivate your gratitude practice, such as exercise or writing in a gratitude journal. I would love to hear if any of those ideas have worked for you. So please reach out to me. You can find my contact info in the show notes. As always, the best place to find me on social media is on Instagram, where you can find me at crazy bananas. That's crazy underscore bananas. And as always, we encourage you to like, subscribe, share this podcast. We are so brand new. This is only episode three. And the best way to get the word out about this podcast is to do those things, to subscribe, to like, to share, to leave a review. This is so important to me because I want this podcast to touch as many people as possible. I really do believe cultivating a gratitude practice can change lives. And in the world we're living in now, I don't think there's anything better that we can do for ourselves and for the people around us. You can do that by clicking subscribe, leaving us a rating or a review. It would be so appreciated. And that way you can also share with me more of what you'd like to hear on Never Not Grateful because we're always looking for new ideas and want to make sure that we're bringing you what you need in terms of growing your own daily gratitude practice. Okay, so now on to today's episode. On today's edition of Never Not Grateful, I am going to be sharing with you a conversation that I had with my friend Christina. Now, Christina is a pretty amazing woman. She's a mother. She has two children and two stepchildren. So she's living the life of a blended family, which is challenging and wonderful. And I actually met her through my gratitude group. Christina is also an incredible incredibly talented musician and as a fellow you know artist that's making my living off my artistic work I understand that that can also be extremely challenging and have really unique issues that comes with having your art and your creativity as your job and so I was really really grateful that Christina offered to be my very first guest here on this podcast she had to deal with me trying trying to figure out some technical difficulties. Like I said, I've never actually done a podcast before. Have I ever told you guys that here on this podcast, that this is my first ever foray into podcasting? So I'm learning as I go. And it was wonderful to have Christina as my first guest because she really rolled with the punches and I so appreciate her. I think you are going to love this conversation. It's full of so much wisdom. And I just appreciated Christina so much. She's extremely candid and open. And I just can't wait for you all to hear it. So without further ado, here's Christina. 
Christina, thank you so much for joining me on Never Not Grateful. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for asking me to join you. Yes, I'm so glad you're here. And I know you're going to have some amazing bits of wisdom to share with our listeners. So first, um, I want you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself, where you live, what your family is like, what you do for a job, all that kind of good stuff. Okay. Um, So I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I am a professional cellist in a symphony orchestra. I've been doing that my whole life, which today is my birthday. So that would be just about um, 38 years. Happy started when birthday. I was 10. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and I am uh, the matriarch of a blended family. <laughs> if there is such a thing as a truly blended family, it's kind of a misnomer. But um my husband and I have um, two children from each of our first marriages, and so together we have four. And they are all teenagers. That is wonderful. And I'm sure that has a lot of positives, but also a lot of challenges where we can talk about where gratitude comes into that. So. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about gratitude Um, and just to let all our listeners know. So Christina is in the gratitude group that I've talked about a little bit on our podcast, and we're going to do a whole episode in a little while just about gratitude groups and kind of how to form one and and how to make one your own. But um, can you share, Christina, a little bit about how you implement gratitude in your life? Do you have a daily practice? Are there multiple things that you do that you could share with us? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I did not always have a daily practice of gratitude at all. In fact, I had mostly a daily practice of uh, inventorying the low-level feeling I always had that things were wrong. Same. That things were – something was just always – not right. And so I would literally go through my day and uh, itemize everything that's not right, because I thought, if I can put my finger on what's not right, I can fix it. And I'm all about fixing everything. So I spent a lot of time thinking about essentially things I was not grateful for, the problems in my life. And um, the gratitude thing is a relatively new thing for me. Um, I was invited to join a gratitude group. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how much you've told your listeners about the group and what its origins were, but um, I uh, joined an online sort of sobriety support group. And uh, as part of that, I was invited to join a smaller group of women who would share every day uh, their gratitude for things. And so that's really when my gratitude practice kind of took off. Um, But I stopped drinking alcohol three years ago, tomorrow, actually. Oh my gosh, you have two big, a birthday and an anniversary. I know, what was I thinking? It's kind of like, (laughs) you know, like having your birthday right after Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) I know, I I think I woke up the morning after my 45th birthday and just thought, you're done. You're just done. Today's the day. And so that's kind of how that how that, why that happened, uh, in that order. But, um, yeah, the last three years I've really been 
practicing because it does take practice. I don't think I am inherently grateful for things. I think I'm inherently searching for all the things that are wrong. And so I've practiced gratitude and, and now it is definitely a daily practice and something I post in our group about, I, I share in the group and, um, you know, I, when I find myself making that mental list of, uh, everything that's kind of wrong, I stop myself and I, I make a complete opposite list of everything that's right. Oh my gosh. I love that. So I haven't shared too much about how our gratitude group was formed on the podcast yet. That's coming up, but I have shared a lot about what I call myself a recovering pessimist because Mm. I am definitely not naturally a glass half full person Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. all. (laughs) If Mm -hmm. anything, I, I really prided myself before, you know, this transition into a life of recovery and gratitude. Um, I was a person who really liked being sarcastic and Mm. angry and the Mm -hmm. world just because it makes you seem smarter. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Only foolish people are happy. That's so stupid people. <laughs> and and yeah. also, I think it was kind of an armor so that I wouldn't mm. get hurt. You know, like if I was, if I didn't have expectation that things were going to be good when they were mm. bad, it wouldn't hurt as much. Um, right. Which, of course, isn't how it works, right? It hurts just as much either way. And you spend right. all this time just being unhappy on top of right. it. Right. It's so funny because I'm a very um, gregarious person, I'm very outgoing, and I'm. Generally, I guess you would call me bubbly. I don't know. But because of that, I've always thought I was a glass half full person. But really, the truth is I'm not. I'm a very bubbly, gregarious, glass half empty person, if there is such a thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm very friendly. I'm very um, warm. But I'm also very... um, scanning the horizon at all times for what's off what's wrong right yeah yeah I can really identify with that I do that too even now and it's interesting because you know I quit drinking like five and a half years ago and I also Mm -hmm. quit right around a really big transitional time in my life I don't know Mm -hmm. if it was like that for you but for me you know my my kids had just kind of started school I hadn't really been involved in that community I had just started a new career and so it's interesting because a lot of the people that are in my life now didn't know me before like they didn't they Mm. have not known me as a person who wasn't in recovery and so I get a lot of people just thinking like oh you're so positive you're always so Mm. positive And then Mm -hmm. I have, you know, my few friends that I've had the whole time that are just like, I imagine them looking at my, you know, positive Facebook posts or whatever, just rolling their eyes because (laughs) they know that that's not a natural thing for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I feel the same way about my close friends too. Like they, they know I work at this. (laughs) Right. Exactly. They know you have to have a practice. So, you know, you talked a little bit about your sobriety, you know, was there a specific challenge in your life that kind of pushed you into wanting to have a gratitude practice? Was it sobriety? Was it something, you know, on top of that journey? Is it something you kind of found right when you started the recovery journey? Or is it something you discovered a little way into it? It was something I discovered pretty early on in sobriety. I found that once I could not, uh, treat what bothered me in my life with alcohol, that it was too uncomfortable to sit in. Mm. Uh, 
and I had to do something. And so I kind of had to learn how to deal with all of these things that that uh, were, you know, eating my lunch uh, without alcohol. And gratitude was sort of a definitely in response to that. Um, gratitude is a an action. And I am the type of person that I need to take action. Um, I, that's why, you know, I, I go to a 12 step group and for me, sh- you know, physically showing up at a meeting is a really good thing for me. That's very helpful for this alcoholic, but, um, I know other people are different, but I'm the same way with gratitude. You know, I need to take a, an action and it, sometimes that's, you know, typing down my gratitude, writing it down longhand, um, um, or also, you know, um, serving other people. Yeah. Uh, one of the lies I told myself my whole life was that I was so, so generous and benevolent and selfless. And really, uh, you know, I, I like, like I said earlier, I'm this gregarious, warm, loving, incredibly selfish person. <laughs> and I, couldn't see it. I just really couldn't see it. And one of the things that has cured me of that is, is, you know, um, well, it's funny. I heard, an older alcoholic say in a meeting once that she gets up every morning and instead of asking God to keep her sober that day, she says, God, Mary here reporting for duty. Oh my gosh. I love that. Isn't that brilliant? Oh my gosh, that changed my life. Yes. That changed everything. It changed where North was for me. I started facing in a different direction after I heard that. Because that's all about, you know, being grateful and using your gratitude to benefit somebody else. Yes. Versus being needy and thirsty for something and hoping that your cup will be filled. That is so good because honestly, we've talked a lot on the podcast so far about like things that we can do internally for ourselves Mm -hmm. to find gratitude. But I love, love, love that idea of using um, service, serving Mm -hmm. others as a way to find gratitude and then to also put that that feeling of gratitude out into the world. Yeah, it's a way to manifest gratitude. Yes. To make it tangible, to make it... uh an action, make it a verb instead of just an idea or thought. Yes. So, so how do you handle finding gratitude when things aren't great in life? I know that I go through, you know, peaks and valleys with this. There Mm. are days where I feel I wake up and I see the trees and the butterflies and I'm just the happiest, you know, little thing that ever existed. And Mm. then there are days where everything's going wrong, everything. And there are days Mm -hmm. where things are really, really hard. Um, You know, since I've started kind of into this journey of gratitude, actually right after I started, my dad got really sick. And Mm -hmm. I found it really interesting that I actually found it easier to find little gratitudes in the really hard times than Mm -hmm. when things were just annoyingly hard, you know, the day-to-day hard. Uh Uh-huh. I wanted to know what your experience is with that. Huh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I guess when when you're buried under some really tough things, um, you know, it's sometimes easier to just rattle off some just kind of what seemingly are silly things to be grateful for. You know, yeah. I'm 
I'm grateful I only have five toes on each foot. <laughs> you know, I'm grateful, you know, that I'm not incontinent. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I guess, yeah, you can, yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting point. I had never really thought of that. Um, I think when things are going really, really bad, um, fortunately, you know, I, when I'm stuck in that space, which I think a lot of us can get in where there's this perverse pleasure we get in rolling around in when things are really, really bad. Yeah. And I think it's because we it, it positions us as the victim and we are, um, you know, we are the ones that are being, you know, treated poorly and it takes all the responsibility off of us you know, for how we're being treated. And, and I think, I don't know, I just think sometimes when things are really, really bad, we tend to want to lay in it a little bit and roll around in it. And the gratitude thing sort of forces you out of that. Um, I, I honestly, I am very reliant and grateful for the women in my life that remind me to be grateful during those times. Mm. You know, I've had, I've had friends say, okay, I need you to write down five things right now that you're grateful for. And, and, and interestingly enough, you know, people have challenged me to list five things specifically with regard to the bad situation I'm in that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Whether it be the person that I'm upset with or these, you know, uh, circumstances, because there's always something that you nothing is ever 100% bad. So that's so good. And actually, you've just given me I know this inherently, right? Because I've I've watched mm -hmm. you and other women do that. And I've done it myself, too, when I'm going through something really hard, and someone calls me out and says, why don't you find five things to be grateful about in that situation? Yeah, but I have, doesn't it just piss you off? Oh, my God, I, do hate it. I hate it so much, but it works. <laughs> And yeah. I have, but I do have a hard time self, like doing that myself, like seeing it from the outside before it gets so bad that I'm just, you know, yeah. just spinning in it. And I was actually thinking today, um, it has been a relatively hard day, but there's some hard things going on and I have yeah. just been stewing in it and mm. unable to sleep and stressed out and all of that kind of stuff. And you, you saying that I'm going, why have I not written down five things I'm grateful for about this situation? Mm. Because that totally totally changes the perspective in your in your thoughts in your brain and what yeah. you're putting out and when you focus on that your brain automatically starts to continue to focus on that yeah it's almost as like it's almost like you are a little chess piece and some force bigger than you picks up your little chess piece and turns it away from the direction it's facing to the opposite direction and just you're recalibrated. You're looking at something completely different. Yes. That's so good. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty powerful. The whole gratitude practice. Yes, I agree. And that's why, you know, part of the reason that I wanted to do this podcast was I felt like I was getting so much from mm -hmm. being in a group of people that focus on gratitude. And, you know, that's one of those blessings of, of being, you know, in an, a bad situation, whether it's, you know, being addicted to alcohol or being, you know, mm -hmm. ill or whatever, you mm -hmm. end up surrounding yourself with people that understand what you're going through. And mm -hmm. because they can all find gratitude, it encourages me to do it. 
But I think Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that maybe could really use this kind of practice, but for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, they're not in a community where it's as encouraged or they just haven't ever thought about it before. And so that's Mm -hmm. kind of why I thought this podcast would be a great idea because it would be a way for me to kind of reach out to people that maybe don't have those connections and share with them how gratitude can change their life and really tangible ways to do it too. Because I think sometimes people get really overwhelmed, like... I don't even know where to start. Right. It's a, excuse me. It's funny because I've never heard um, the term gratitude group in society outside of the recovery community. You know, they have book clubs, you know. Um, sure. Or like prayer you know, groups. I know right, a lot of people Bible who do studies. it through, yeah, through church, but it's not, it's not focusing on gratitude specifically. Or ecumenical or agnostic. You know, gratitude isn't necessarily a a religious practice, it's very much uh, a human practice. Yeah. You know, and I think it's not something that's um, limited to just believers of faith. Absolutely. I think you can be an atheist and have gratitude. And I but, think it's really interesting because, like, you mentioned that, you know, you you do 12-step with your recovery. I don't. Mm-hmm. I used to, mm-hmm. but I don't. And I still, I think that's the thing is these, this gratitude practice can be specific to exactly what it is. It can come from these kind of other groups. That's how it could get started. But it's so great that you can have people from all different backgrounds and faiths kind of come together. Yeah. No, I know. I agree. It's it's, uh, that's one of the most amazing things I think about the 12 step groups are that people are, um, I mean, all walks of life, Yeah. just all walks of life because, you know, addiction and alcoholism affect absolutely everybody. They don't care, Mm -hmm. you know, how much money you make or how much education you have or what color you are, you know, they, they'll, they'll swallow you up just as happily if you're poor than if you're rich, you know? And, um, that's why, you know, in in these recovery groups, you see people that are just coming from complete opposite ends of the, of the earth. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty miraculous, beautiful thing. Yes. It's really changed my life a lot. I love it. So the last question I just have is, do you have any tangible tips that have helped you in your gratitude practice, like anything that we haven't talked about yet that you've found to be really helpful in kind of cultivating that practice in your daily life? Well, I would say it has helped me immensely to have a group that I'm accountable to. So if I don't post every day in our gratitude group, um, you know, somebody's gonna, you know, come looking after me and say, hey, where you been? You know, what's up? And so I think it helps, you know, like anything, like when you work out, you know, having somebody that you meet for your run, you know, it just helps you show up if there's somebody else sort of looking forward to seeing you. And so I know that the women in my group look forward to to seeing what I have to say each day, just like I look forward to what they're contributing. And so um, I show up and it like it's like what Mary said, you know, God, you know. I'm here, Chrissy here punching in for the day. What, what are we going to do today? And one of the things I do is I post in the gratitude group. Um, and I think another thing that really helps me a lot is keeping it simple. Um, it's so easy to overlook some incredibly beautiful moments in your life. If you're squinting at 
something negative in the corner. Um, the other day, you know, we have four kids and, and, you know, I'm a stepmom and it's not always, um, the Brady Bunch over here, right? which I'm sure will not come as a shock to people. But, um, you know, the other day I got hugs from all four kids before they all went to school. And, you know, you've, you've got to have your eyes open to those moments because they're happening and they're going to happen whether you pay attention or not, but your life's so much better if you pay attention and acknowledge them and honor them. So I love that so much. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being here today, being my first interviewee. Oh, (laughs) well, thank you so much, Megan. It's such a pleasure to hear your voice in real life. Yes, you too. Well, thanks so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Oh, friends, how amazing is Christina? Am I right? I am so grateful that I was able to share her with you all today. She inspires me so much. And one of the biggest takeaways I had from this interview that I hope you got from it as well was the ability to manifest gratitude through service. I love that idea so much. And I have seen that happening in my life as well, but I've never been able to really put a point on it the way Christina did. I hope that you feel inspired to get out there and serve others in your life as a way to create gratitude and put it out in the world around us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please subscribe, comment, rate this podcast. You can find me over on social media. You know where to look. It's in the show notes. I'm Crazy Bananas on social media. You can find my website at crazybananas.com or Instagram is usually the best place to find me. Over there, my handle is crazy underscore bananas. So I'm excited to start a new tradition here on this podcast as I sign off each week where I am going to share with you one thing that I am grateful for in the hopes that it will inspire you to look around yourself and your life and at least find one thing that you can have gratitude for today. And so today I am grateful for my local public library. I cannot even explain how much I love my local public library. I am there all the time. They have an amazing app that I use on my phone where I can reserve books and then go in and pick them up. And I am a bit of a voracious reader, as is my daughter. And so having a well-stocked public library has saved us in multiple ways, but not least of all, in our pocketbooks, because you guys, if we were spending this much money on Amazon books, we wouldn't have anything left to buy food with. Like we spend so much money on books. So having a great local public library has been such a gift to us. And this year I've made it a goal to do as much reading as possible to try to stay off, you know, Twitter and Facebook in the evenings and instead sit down with a good book. I can't stay off Instagram. It's too hard. I just love it so much. So that's why you can always find me over on Instagram. But 
today I'm really grateful for my public library. Um, I'm grateful to have that resource in my community. And I'd love to know what you are grateful for today. Are you a public library patron too? Maybe you're grateful for that. Maybe you're grateful for a good book. Maybe you're grateful for a movie waiting in your queue on Netflix or for your kids or your spouse or your friends or your pets. It could be anything. You could be grateful for a sunny day. You could be grateful for a cloudy, rainy day like we're having here, which means you get to cozy in with that new book or that Netflix queue. What are you grateful for today? I would love to hear. Please reach out to me on Instagram. You can message me. You can find all of that info in our show notes. And I look forward to talking to you again next week here on Never Not Grateful.